Welcome to the Jornaya Talks Mortgage Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Eshelman, the head of consumer finance at Jornaya. And with me today, my guest is Ethan Ewing uh, from ProPair. ProPair's machine learning applications automate lead conversion uh, decisions, which I would get into a more detailed explanation of what you do, but I mean, who better to hear it from than you? Because it, we were just chatting right before. It can get very complex and very detailed as to what you do. Uh, but overall, you guys make the ultimate goal of making better decisions very simple. So I'll just get started. I mean, Ethan, you and I have known each other for, for a number of years. I appreciate you being on. Thanks for joining. And um, and uh, and we kind of geek out on discussing books and stuff, which we won't do here because I don't know how interesting that would be. Maybe another another episode, or people can join the LinkedIn group that you started about discussing books. Oh uh, yes, which I love. We kind of nerd out that way. But Ethan, why don't we just get started with? Uh, you're the founder and CEO of ProPair. Tell us some background on on you and and what ProPair is. Yeah, great. Well, yeah, I, I really appreciate having me, Mike, and um, I enjoy these chats too. And as we discussed, we try to be pretty concise without being too verbose and dragging on. But uh, our story is pretty straightforward. We started the business four years ago, um, and I've been in the mortgage industry and the lead generation industry for a long time. And the premise was always having some insight into sales organizations and understanding how they operated, and then being on the other side of that, which is generating leads and selling leads and sending them into sales organizations there seemed to be a disconnect, uh, not necessarily a disconnect, but an opportunity. Um, so that's where I focused and where, when I left my previous company, bills.com, which was a lead generation business I managed for 10 years. Um, I really saw the, the, the part of the reason I left was because of this opportunity that was out there. Um, and in a nutshell, what we do is, as you mentioned, uh, we provide decisions that automate lead conversion. So what we're trying to do, the minute that a sales shop receives a lead, the very second that they receive it, we're using machine learning applications to then tell them how to assign that lead, how to prioritize that lead, how to maybe reassign that lead, how to nurture that lead. And what we're really doing is instead of leaving shops to rely on their manual rules or um, whatever else their intuition to put in place, is we're using these decisions out of our machine learning applications. These are data science models that are predicting the future. We're just plugging those right into your workflow so that you can say, great, when I get a lead, I should give it to this group of loan officers because they have the best chance to close. We automate that. And then if you say, well, I have these, all these leads coming in today, which are my best leads? We're going to tell you, these are the leads that you should be prioritizing. Then you've got a loan officer, a loan officer sitting there with their leads, and it's maybe day one, day two, day three, and they're working through their older leads or their leads they got yesterday. We're all we're doing is we're providing values that prioritize those leads for, tell them which ones to work on. And today, a lot of that is done with fixed rules. Um, you know, you have various uh, criteria that goes in and conditions that go in that people put in place. Um, the beauty of the machine learning applications, you automate that process, you do it at scale. It's repeatable and you don't need to worry about it sitting there for two years and <laughs> two years from now you go to say, oh, wait, I put that rule in. What, what you know, what I do? Because it constantly updates. Yeah, it's, it, you and I 
spoke when, when you were launching the company. And the first thing that came to my mind then is it just popped into my mind right now too. And when I was running marketing um, at a lender, I had one loan officer who for some reason crushed it in Colorado. But unless he was next up in the queue to receive the lead and that lead happened to be from Colorado, it wouldn't get matched up with him. I, I ended up messing around to make sure if he was available, he would get the Colorado that would come in because literally he was like three, four times the conversion rate. And I asked him one day, why is it? Do you know why you do so well in Colorado? Oh, because I lived there for eight years and I lived in multiple cities. I know the neighborhoods and I just end up building rapport with people so, so much quicker. But that's a very basic explanation of how you know a data point and multiple data points can make a big decision on who the best loan officer is i know you go way beyond just state and loan officer but no but that's beautiful i mean that so i mean that like you know you your your mind is like my mind i mean you know you've been sales manager you've been on all sides of this business and and that concept that you that that really resonates like that really does it's what got me excited about the business um, it resonates with you. It resonates with our customers. You believe, and it, and like there is something there, right? Hey, let's match this lead to this loan officer. Let's do it at scale. It's, and you know, there's inherent problems, right? There's fairness. Um, you know, there's bias. There's all kinds of stuff that you have to be worried about. But like for me, that was always just that. That was the reason I got excited. Is hey, there's really something here. It wasn't until I met my uh, my business partner, um, well, uh, nine years ago now. Um, and you know he's a data scientist, right? And so like we're talking about all these other ideas, and and I kept you know I, th this was always in my mind, and he's got all these other ideas, and we would just exchange ideas, and we would spend every afternoon together because we picked up our kids at daycare, and you know we just kept talking about it, and then you know I, I we really kind of had a conversation. I said, hey, this is what I'm really thinking can have it can make a difference in the business, and he's like, that's a perfect solution for machine learning. And I was like, nah, that's, that's ridiculous. That's way too complicated, right? Like, like this is a simple decision. But he's like, no, trust me. I th and, you know, so we, we went on this for a while and, and the, 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 the thing that allowed us to kind of realize it at first was just getting data sets, right? Like, you know how it is in the data business. Like we didn't, at that point it was all theoretical. You know, you can make up data sets, but like the minute we got our first data set and he could tune the models using those data sets, like boom. That was the moment. It's like, okay, great. Now I have a data set. I have all my leads. I have all my loan officers, I have all my locks. Wow, this works. That's amazing, right? And so that's when we said, okay, let's start the business and let's get this thing into production. And so, you know, from there, it's just a matter of building out use cases. And yeah, it's, it's cool though. That back to that, it really does resonate. That, that, that concept resonates. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely, I mean, the, the uh, you know, for me, and you were talking about the manual process you know, of doing it. Like I, I constantly tried to do that, but it's, it's such on a kindergarten level uh, when it's on a, on a manual basis versus when you start talking about machine learning and getting way more sophisticated. Um, you know, there's, I, I used to, whenever I knew a lead was coming in from a VA source, matching it up with one of my groups of loan officers uh, who are veterans. I mean, we would see that conversion rate pick up because uh, veterans like working with veterans. Yeah. Um, and that was always interesting conversation. So, I mean, and the, and, the, and the stretch for us, you know, like along that topic, you know, like the, 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 there's one thing you find those matches, 
what you like that was almost um, uh, that was the gateway, right? Like that lead assignment because your your what you experience is what any sales manager or marketing person I talk to at a at a at a consumer direct lender understands that, right? Because they see it, it happens, and so like our product, our first product match started there at that point. But then what you find is you find like all of a sudden you find the, the power of machine learning applications and plugging them seamlessly into workflows. It's like, oh, great. Now you're a little bit like, okay, well, where else can I apply this, right? So that's our, you know, use case development is this whole last year was all about use case development. And with the, with the crazy market we had, like we spent a ton more time as you guys did, like focusing on, oh, wow, there's a ton of customers in market. Lenders are overwhelmed from a resource perspective. Like how do we make them more efficient? Right. It, it was it like our match product of giving to the right loan officer. Like our customers like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like anybody, any warm body is the right loan officer, right? There's so much coming in. So we ended up really kind of more of the use cases were now about, okay, well, what do we not touch? Like, what do you leave alone? And then how do you tell loan officers to prioritize their day? And so again, these are like perfect applications, perfect use cases for the machine learning applications. You just have to, you know, you, in a, in, a, in a sales or, or marketing workflow, you just have to find the right places to get those in, so. Yeah, we, I mean, with, with capacity issues and gaining efficiencies and all that stuff, it, what's gonna happen if, whenever rates start ticking up again, right? I mean, whoever's been working on gaining those efficiencies is gonna, is gonna have a good time. Um, you know, hate to say, you know, what's gonna happen with the others, but, you know, there's gonna be some tough times ahead uh, when rates tick up and, and business is a little bit harder to get. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, 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 like it will be interesting because people, I, um, for the most part, our customers kept buying leads. Like they kept buying leads, which was which is great because you know those now are um, you can go back and you can harvest those leads over time. You got to you know keep some. You got to develop some some touches with them, but you can start to like that's that's a, that's an asset, right? As long as you're touching them and and keeping you know, keeping a line and making contact and bring them back in the mix, like that's an asset. Um, and even, even if, you know, honestly for our models, like even dead leads that you can't touch anymore, those are an asset too, because you can train on those, you can tell whether those are good, bad, uh, or otherwise. So it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll be, I'll be this year. This will be, this will be a, the second half of this year will be really, really, really interesting to see who's invested um, in the last, you know, uh, year, um, into improving their processes while just, you know, you, just so much is happening and so much volume is happening. Um, it will be interesting to, to, to see who thrives, you know, when yeah, it gets tighter. Completely. I, so uh, you've been, I mean, you've been in the industry for quite some time. How did you get into the industry? I find it fascinating. Usually, there's a story. I mean, I don't think any of us went to school for mortgage, <laughs> went to school for lead generation, <laughs> you know, like, but how did you get into the industry? What's your story? I, well, uh, like most people, I started out as a loan officer. I mean, that, that's, that's the, uh, that was the entry point. And so, I mean, keep in mind, I was like, it was like, a, uh, this was 1990. I think I sold my first loan in 1990, summer of 1990. Um, and uh, uh, I was not the, the age myself, but I was 18 years old at the time. Um, and I probably did it with, with, with some help at that point, but it was a summer job. And, you know, back then, like you could do it pretty much like 
anybody could sell a loan. Um, and I worked my way through, um, uh, I was a, an originator um, until about 2000. Um, and I ran a small little shop. I had two other originators and a processor. And we did a nice business. Um, but then I ended up moving out to the Bay Area in 2000 from, uh, from the East Coast. And I went to work for an online mortgage lender, which was um, a ridiculously wild experience. Um, and this is back again in 2000, an online mortgage lender. Um, and uh, learned a lot there, learned a lot about the, uh, the, um, the internet marketing world and ended up kind of pivoting out into the online marketing world for the next five or six years. Um, and then started Bills, um, Bills.com, which was a, a lead generation. So that was the first point where I really merged my uh, loan officer experience and my mortgage experience with online marketing. And it was kind of a perfect, for, for me, that was a perfect time. Um, I started for a couple of guys that, uh, um, that own the business, um, ran that for 10 years, uh, really enjoyed it and got to make a ton of um, connections and relationships and build relationships. Um, and you know how it is. I mean, this industry is like, it's like any other industry. It's, um, uh, I, I think the older you get, the more you enjoy it, you know, just because you, you have, not to get too soft, but it, it becomes about the relationships, really. Like it becomes about the fact that you're doing things with people and you're working hard and trying to have good outcomes and you have to have trust and you have, people have to uh, believe in what you're doing and they have to be able to count on you and vice versa, right? And so those, those relationships develop. Um, and so that's why I got in, you know, I started this business at a little bit of a, um, you know, not, not the typical age of a, of a, um, of a business founder, but, uh, but it felt like the right time for me. Um, and so, yeah, we started this business four years ago and um, I'm just thankful to, thankful to, you know, thankful to be in this industry um, and, uh, and hope to, you know, I think Consumer Direct, the world of Consumer Direct has just, it, it, it's getting everything it deserves because Consumer Direct Mortgage invested in itself, invested in technology years ago, like years ago, well before the rest of the industry says, so oh, well, well, you know, the mortgage industry is slow to adopt yeah. technology, this, that, the other. No, not in Consumer Direct. They've always been receptive. Those leaders, those sales leaders, marketing leaders, business leaders have been receptive to innovation from day one and new tools and trying to get better. And that's why they've, in the last you know few years, have just totally taken a massive part of the market um, and will continue to do so. And so it's fun to be that it's fun to be part of that. Yeah. And and I hundred percent hear you on 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 the relationships, you know, piece, just because that's where I remember uh, you know, me young in the industry, you know, going to conference events and 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 hustling and and trying to prove myself. And then, you know, over time at this point, it's kind of like, you know what, it's for better, for worse. I mean, it's it's kind of like high school, you know, you have some good relationships, you know who to trust, you know who to be a little bit skeptical of, you know, newcomers coming in who have changed business names 10 times and, you know, stuff like that. But it really has created a, um, uh, I mean, a, a solid industry that I've thoroughly enjoyed and, and look forward to being a part of for, you know, for the rest of my career. Now but, with your CMB, you're locked in now. I mean, you're not locked <laughs> in. That's pretty cool, by the way. That's pretty cool. Yeah, thanks. I'm. Uh, that was a beast. That was a beast. That's that's. I'm. I'm glad to have gotten the designation and have that behind me. That's for sure. But, uh, but you know, that's the thing. Lead generation, performance marketing. You know, that industry, especially in in mortgage, I have 
a number of great relationships with folks in, in that industry. When you talk about the Mortgage Bankers Association world, I mean, that's the conference that I would go to and be like, I don't know a lot of these people. And, um, and you know, so far, just in the month that I've had my CMB designation, I've made a lot of really cool uh, connections through that, which, um, you know, I'm excited for that new aspect of, of my career. Um, but yeah, it's fun. I, you know, talking about bills.com, um, running it for 10 years. I mean, you're talking about seeing ups and downs in the Morgan industry, including the financial crisis. What was that like? Uh, I mean, that had to be incredibly stressful at, at that point in time, but what are some war stories from, from that? Yeah, so uh, uh, that's a great, so in 2000, we started business in 2006, um, and it was like, it was, it was you know, uh, things were high flying, and, you know, I'm on the phone with Quicken, and with Ames, and with, you know, um, New Century, and I'm like, signing them up, and everything's going great, and then just, you know, the, the, just the, the, the wheels started flying off, and it was interesting, like, it was a, um, it, I felt like, like, these, like, like, series of drops, and, um, and it was really hard. I was fortunate enough because I had the two guys that um, that allowed me to start the business uh, were funding the business for me. So I had some. I, it, it wasn't the end of the world. It wasn't. I wasn't totally exposed. I had some support, so I had the ability to slow play right and to kind of peel things back. But um, it was painful. I mean, there were days, you know, where you know, like you almost didn't want to answer your phone because people were calling up and not just saying, Hey, uh, I don't, I, I'm not going to buy any more leads, which is, you know, a, a bad call today. It's, Hey, I'm not going to buy any more leads and I'm not going to pay my bill for the last month or two months. And you're talking about, you know, at that point when you're a young company, it's like that, that's a, that was brutal. So, um, it wasn't fun, but you know, you, you kind of, you learn, um, you know what they say, you just read the hard times book, right? I mean, you kind of, you hunker down, um, you learn, that's when you learn the most. I mean, you learn, you learn a ton through hard times. Um, I learned a lot about, um, you know, maintaining low expenses, low <laughs> the mortgage industry knows well. Um, I learned a lot about keeping close touch with, with customers. Right. Um, and you know, outside of that, I, you know, it's, it's, I run this business differently today because of that formative experience. Um, and then, you know, like things went crazy, right? In 2014, 25, like things started to get really just, wow, holy cow. And, and, and it just, it just took off and um, it was a ton of fun. And you, and, you know, you had a bunch of new hires and everyone's going, Hey, this is really good. Good, good. And you're going, wow, man, we've come a long way. You know, like <laughs> this was like, we were on the edge. And uh, so it's, it, you know, those moments are, uh, those moments are fun. But, um, you know, the other part, uh, like just more to the point of, um, it's interesting sitting in that seat, right? Because um, you're, you're touching online marketing and all the publishers and all the media buys um, and all the lead generation tactics that are out there. That's one side of the business. And then you've got your product, which is your forms and how you treat customers and how you, um, uh, 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 how you distribute leads. And then you've got your lender network, right? And you know, really you're spending, I spent most of my time in these two areas and then we would spend, I had a team that spent more time on the product side, but you, there's, these two worlds are so different, right? Like just popular, just who you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. um, and the, 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 the reason LendingTree and, um, and you know, Zillow and these folks 
are finding so much value because it's really hard to kind of bridge those those two worlds um, and to make them work right. Um, and it was uh, it was fun, but you know, like two like honestly, like running two different businesses. You got your marketing business over here, and then you got your sales business over here. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> kind of call a spade a spade here, and at least the way I view it, and. And some some people will be offended by it, but like when you're talking about that, you have the, the marketing side uh, where there's a hot, lot higher of, of um, leveraging data, making sophisticated decisions, innovating. I mean, things were moving fast on that side of the business in the 2000s, whereas on the lender side, it was archaic. Lead in, lead out, lead in, lead out, and um, and and to your point earlier, uh, you know, where the mortgage industry and independent mortgage banks, who, you know, gosh, over the last decade have you know tripled their market share, whatever it is, um, it took a decade behind that before a couple of the innovators in the industry really started pushing digital mortgage. I mean, for goodness sakes, the digital mortgage conference. I think its first year was like 2015. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, the mortgage industry was behind. Um, you know, the financial crisis slowed down any sort of innovation that would have happened because people are just trying to survive. Then once refinances started opening up again, everyone's cautious. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like, okay, we're kind of back in business. We're back open. Yeah. Now let's start dumping money into technology and innovating. But now, I mean, this, and this kind of comes full circle back to ProPair, you know, before when, especially in your early days of selling leads, there wasn't a whole lot of data-driven decisions. Yeah. Loan officer would get a lead, a company would get a lead, and it's essentially a hand raiser. And you just chase after them as hard as you can. And there's not a whole lot of sophistication, prioritization, or, or anything you know along those lines. Now, there is just so much more data available to make better decisions yeah. that it's indigestible unless you're working with a partner who specializes in this type of you know in these capabilities. And and yeah. and that's where I see you guys coming in. It's you know, lenders can make their own decisions at, again, a kind of kindergarten level, elementary level of who the best loan officer is to get this lead based on the information they have. But that information may be a small handful pieces of data from the lead form. Maybe you're able to append a little bit of additional data on top of it. But what you're doing is, is a whole nother level with a whole lot of data behind it. So, you know, coming back to you know, maybe explain a little bit about how you onboard new clients. Um, you know, what kind of heavy lifting is involved and, and once the heavy lifting's done, what does that maintenance look like? Because, you know, it can, it's really complex. I know what you guys do is very complex and very, you know, and optimizes incredibly well, but what does that process look like? Yeah. So, so I'll just take one quick step back, but you're like, you're right back to those marketing conferences. You know, like the, the the advice you would that you would always get and give people is use your data, you know, and so use your data. And um, and so now um, that our customers are mortgage lenders, um, you know, rather than me going and then saying, hey, use your data, um, we're using their data, right? And so um, what you do is 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 
the, these machine learning applications have the ability to consume a ton of data and give you an output. And then you use that output to make a decision. So it's like, if I'm running a mortgage shop and somebody walks into my office and says, hey, use your data. Okay, cool. If I'm running a mortgage shop and somebody comes in and says, hey, I'm gonna use your data. I'm gonna consume all of that. And I'm gonna give you an output that's gonna drive a business decision within your workflow. I'm like, thank you. I've been waiting for you to come. To, like, <laughs> I've been waiting for this because people tell me to use my data. So now you're telling me that how I can use it, that you can help me use it. So like, that's the way I, when, like that was a connection when, when Devin and I first met and, he, and you know, he kind of spin my head. He's like, you don't want to, you don't want to show people, just make it usable. Give them something they can use that uses their data. Um, Easy. So, that, and, so it's simple. And, it's simply keep it simple. And yes, so on our side, it's complex for sure. I mean, our, 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 I was, we were joking about this before, but you know, the data architecture on our side is a beast. Um, and it's, you know, I don't, um, uh, they don't let me too close to it, but that's where, um, that's where the majority of our, of our team spends their time um, is making sure that that data is clean, is standardized, is understandable, is processed correctly, is generating outputs. Then of course you're looking at well what goes into those decisions, making sure that those things are working properly, make sure that they're optimized, so that you're getting from all that stuff. If you've got 200 variables, 200 pieces of data that are going in, that that one output makes sense and is and it's helpful, right? And so, does it make sense? Great. Is it helpful? Great. That's what pays the bills. It's got to be helpful, right? If it's not if it's not driving a decision for a lender, then they're not going to pay me for it, right? If it's driving a decision for them. And it works, then they'll pay me for it. And that's, you know, that's kind of what that's where we that's where we really find our value. It is so the onboarding process for us is pretty straightforward. Um, if you're Mike, if if you've got a if you're a mortgage lender, I'm just gonna go and get direct access to all your data sources. That's the that's that's it. Once I get that and I get your data into our data architecture and it's a fully just siloed data infrastructure for each customer, once we do that, then we do all the standardization, all the heavy lift. There'd be some things that you don't necessarily understand. You'll have to talk to the client and say, hey, what does this mean? Where is this data coming from? How do I interpret this? Um, but then ultimately that's it. And then before they know it, within two weeks, I'm showing them, hey, here's what this, like, we took all this data, here's what, here's your output. And this is how you're gonna use the output to drive a decision. Light bulb goes off, great, that makes sense. Plug it into their lead management system. Now they've got one value, two values, three values going to their lead management system. They can run decisions around that and away they go. And then once they, once they see that and they start to see how it works, then it's a matter of like, okay, what else can we do with this? Right? Like <laughs> where else, what other decisions can we find? And that's what you want. Like that's what in our world, that's what account management customer success is like about finding new use cases, right? Where else can we use this value to drive a decision? Because now I see that it's predictive and it's helping my business. Great. Where else can I use it? So that's, that's where you, uh, that's where you start to see the unleash the geek from your clients, the geek side of their, their brain, where it's like, you know, can we do this? Can we do that? And they start getting fascinated with, you know, the machine learning process. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll put Devin, you know, Devin's the, you know, if people really want to go deep and, and, you know, Devin will, will show them how the, how the applications work. And it's, uh, you know, I, I, I can truly test the metal of my customers when they, if they're, if, you know, because, you know, it's like, boom, wide eyed. Whoa. Wow. This is great. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, we got to get back to actually applying this into your workflow. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's, uh, 
but it is it's a it's become for us i think you know i i appreciate you mentioning that because that's that's been a challenge for us is to is to educate the market a little bit that it's not some you know kind of ambiguous big thing it's it's hey we consume all of that and we give you an output and we plug in it takes us three to four weeks to get set up and to be in production and giving you back those values within your um within your within your systems yeah awesome so um you know what's the best way for anyone who wants to reach out to you to, to get a hold of you uh, and learn more about, you know, what y'all do and, and how it could potentially help them? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, LinkedIn's a great way. Um, Ethan Ewing uh, on LinkedIn or ProPair um, or ProPair.ai, P-R-O-P-A-I-R.ai. Um, or you can go to the Better With Books. You can go to the Better With Books uh, LinkedIn uh, uh, channel and uh, sign up there. Um, but uh, yeah, come visit the website. Um, we're actually redoing the website here in the next uh, in the next month. We'll relaunch that. Um, but uh, I, the way it works, honestly, if you're if any anybody that is watching this and says, "Hey, I want to learn more," um, reach out to me on LinkedIn, um, and I'll set up a quick discovery call. I'll explain to you at a high level what we do. We'll talk about your business um, and understand if there's a fit. Uh, it's not a fit for everybody, right? Every every business isn't isn't isn't. Uh, um, isn't built for it, but most in the consumer art space are, um, so that, uh, that conversation happens quickly. And then, uh, and then we take it from there. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, thanks for joining the Jornaya Talks Mortgage Podcast. For everyone listening or watching, uh, please like, subscribe, you know, all that good stuff that I'm supposed to say at the end of a show uh, and, and share it around. But um, thank you all for listening and, and appreciate your time. Until next time. Bye.